Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. power packed conversation with jaya vaidyanathan who is a ceo for bowen digital you will listen to her journey about making decisions and creating support systems around her and not only from a personal standpoint she also talks about how she creates that environment that will create high performance in her entrepreneurial journey as well and she shares some of the key things mantras of her life around discipline focus and hard work and her inspiring role models in her life so the more you chip at the stone the sculpture emerges and it's a concentrated effort of a few and you should never think it's my journey or my vision or it's just me because a bunch of people take it together and you're traveling on the road together and the road is bound to be challenging because it's not a guaranteed success but it's a combined effort of a few the team that you're building and there're going to be challenges and you are going to kind of innovate continuously listen on hi jaya welcome to the software people stories hi guys three pleasure to be here so happy to talk to you after such a long time jaya Uh, for our listeners uh, could you share your uh, introduction in your own words that will be great i'm jaya vedanathan entrepreneur um, founder and ceo of bct digital um, it's a risk management and compliance software company and uh, we focus on disruptive technologies such as artificial intelligence predictive analytics and look at um, i would say changing india in a large way because um, that was the genesis of what process behind setting up the company having worked predominantly outside india majorly with us uk south africa etc and having worked with large uh, global companies and corporates such as accenture or standard chartered bank where we met i think it is more about what you give back to india and one of the things that was a genesis was to look at how do we focus on uh, doing something for fundamental for the economy of india which was we were by large importing a lot of products from the west and trying to adapt them to india and i often give the example of the ford car which first came to india and there was a lot of adaptation on how you do it compare and contrast that with the tata nanos of the world so I think it was more about looking at India from an Indian perspective and seeing how we give back uh, to the economy. That was the thought process behind the setup of the uh, company, and uh, glad to know that uh, we are now in twenty plus countries and doing really well. So that was a quick snapshot. I know in India, especially for the younger viewers, they would love to hear um, of a little bit of the uh, academic background as well. so undergrad in computer engineering mba from cornell and uh, did scfa as well so that's that's uh, a quick snapshot of my journey 
Awesome, Jay. Awesome. So I have so many questions that are lined up. So let's get started with the first one, right? I know you are coming from the MBA finance background, and but your career has been largely in the technology space. Of course, impacting financial, but in the technology space. How did that arch start? I mean, how did that initial you know arch get started? I think if you look at it, that's a very common art with most people. Um, I can pick a number of corporates where investment bankers have taken on and then led technology companies. Uh, I'll probably explain that with an example. If you look at Cadence Design Systems, it's a premier tech company. And uh, it's led by Libutan, who comes from an investment banking background. Yes, he is from MIT and things like that. But, you know, it's more, I think, when you have a financial kind of bent of things, you understand how businesses work. And so you have an inside out view of the business, which I think helps. But I've always never been away from technology, starting from undergrad in computer engineering. Uh, investment banking was focused on technology, telecom, energy type of companies. And it was also bringing large deals to India through HCL and Accenture. So I think it was always never away from technology, but I think uh, coming from a finance background, you understand how the outside world works and then you can bridge the gap between uh, technology and business. Very cool, Jay. In fact, you're saying marry the why of it, stay for it, and then the, then go to the... Uh, what works and everything, right? So, uh, and taking that, and then now you are you are almost a, a prolific speaker in the speakers network, and you speak in various forums around, um, not just from a finance angle, but what works in India, beat Forbes or beat uh, so many forums. How do you equip yourself? It's a learning curve, right? Um, being a technician, being uh, yeah, working at the services product sector, and being able to face so many different people, right? It means uh, building your profile up in terms of not just from a, you know, understanding, but also... I think I, sh I should credit the, in part a lot to my mom because she put me on stage before I was one year old. And uh, surprisingly, I could speak uh, in three languages by the time I turned one. So I think it was part of my DNA. I love to enjoy talking. And, you know, uh, my team actually jokes that uh, if I didn't become an entrepreneur or a technologist or a banker, I probably would have made a good talk show host. So, <laughs> so I think uh, speaking is something I like because I like connecting with people. And once you connect, articulation automatically happens. Um, because you want to express what you're doing and you want to say how it has an impact either in business or in terms of the technology and why you use the technology you do to make an impact. And that partly also answers your earlier question because technology is a tool because it does something to achieve an objective. So that is the gap that you bridge. But all of them are oriented towards achieving something, making a difference, doing something different. And technology is a tool you have in hand. So I think rest just follows. I just love connecting with people. I love talking and articulating. And uh, I think that Genesis was sown probably uh, in my very, very, very young age. In fact, that I should also tell all our listeners that uh, you didn't even ask me what questions I'm going to ask. It's completely impromptu, right? It's a, I think that 
just the level of confidence that okay i can handle that also uh, is sort of builds on you right more and more you are able to do it i think it's sort of lesser that holds you back you from hcl uh, to uh, accenture to stanchart and now bowen um, what propelled you uh, each time you moved it was for a larger and more impactful one any decisions that that you had to take how did you take these decisions i know change is hard right but how did you make that happen for yourself i love change um, that's probably what it is wow <laughs> um, and like we tell our kids right try everything once and but don't make it a habit so i think it's more about um, getting out of your comfort zone and doing something because i think that's when you learn the most if you're very comfortable doing your job on a day to day basis that means you're not trying hard enough um so unless you're learning you're not living is something a philosophy i live by uh even today whether it's a new sport um i'm learning boxing now so it's always something i want to learn something explore something new Uh, so i think that could be part of the softer side of things but it was always an articulated measure it was a calculated risk because it was always about learning something i didn't know i came from as you know from an investment banking uh, career and i knew the business side of things i knew the world of deals but i was working on technology and telecom companies so what propelled me to join hcl was the fact that i could probably make a difference in terms of bringing large deals to india in terms of the technology space so i think the understanding of technology gets deeper understanding of big deals the way india works um and what is from a services perspective did quite a lot of work with accenture then as you know moved back to banking because it was from a different perspective from a vendor to a bank and having done all of that it was more an amalgamation of different learnings you worked in banking you worked in technology you worked on the services side and i did want to kind of be part of the product revolution of india because i think true innovation happens when you move from a services to a product mindset because i did want my contribution to india in terms of innovation space and true innovation in a bank you do components of innovation that's needed for a bank but a large scale innovation mindset on what are you doing different how is it going to have an impact that was something that i wanted to experience and that was the genesis of my entrepreneurial journey and like you said we could i could have picked different areas like i did start from a social media product interestingly which was to get a pulse of what are corporates thinking today but then i quickly decided that hey i know financial services the best of all different domains and i know technology as well pretty well how do you marry that and do something to fill a gap that exists in our economy so before we started on different things we started with a survey of what ails banks in india and then that survey as you know is published which is more to talk about the npa conundrum how npas in india spare on a rise and uh, what are some of the things that we should be doing and what are learnings from the west learnings from financial services your experience as a banker to say what are gaps in our current system that is going to give rise to npas so and then look at what is the gap in the white space in the spectrum of global companies why are they not focusing on such an important segment 
Why? Because in India, it's a bigger problem than most other countries, NPAs. And NPAs, as you know, happen because of two reasons. One is willingness to pay and the ability to pay. The ability to pay is universal, but the willingness to pay is very special. And uh, I think that comes with the chemistry of figuring out how do you bridge gaps when people are saying, I'm not willing to pay, I have the money, right? How do you make that from a gut feel to a science and prevent that from happening? So preventive approach rather than a forensic approach. So these were some of the gaps that I wanted to look at. And when you do something, do it big, right? Because in terms of impact, whatever you do, you know, go big or go home, right? So it's more about dream. If you dream, dream big. So I think it was more about, you know, how much can you return to the economy? So pick some large pain areas of our economy, NPA being one of that. Why? Let me give an example. So if you look at a bank in India, let's say asset size of 50 billion, which there are quite a few banks and average NPA is 10%, which means 5 billion is at risk. Even if you reduced it by 1%, you would be returning 500 million back to the Indian economy per bank per year. Just think of the impact. So I think it was more about go big or go home. And if you do have, want to create an impact, make that with the bank. And that was the genesis of the first product in terms of what you know best, how do you articulate, and whatever you know best, how do you make an impact? And how do you kind of give that back to the country that you came from and which uh, you were, uh, you know, product, product of that. So I think that was the genesis. So a long answer to your question, but I wanted to give some examples to write from the point. Excellent, yeah. So I have been a woman entrepreneur for a long time as part of my consulting firm. Uh, when I, I used to meet other entrepreneurs, there is always this question of, you know, there is hesitation, lack of understanding. There's a voice club out there face any of that and how, how did you manure that uh, part? Uh... I think from an entrepreneurial mindset, there are a few things that you have to accept. It's more like when you're part of a corporate, you come, you know, people like us probably came in at the top. You had a working team. You know, you can go with a brand name and say I'm recruiting and you would get a lot of resumes and then you would recruit. So the ticket to kind of like as long as you do your job well, you know what the outcome is going to be. Whereas when you're an entrepreneur, you don't know what the outcome is going to be despite your best efforts. So that's something you go with your eyes wide open. Second learning for me was that before you start down to code, think of spend a lot of time on the strategy, which is more what product, why does that product make sense? Is that fulfilling a gap? Are there adjacencies or white spaces that you're fulfilling? And what is the roadmap? And how do you make sure that, you know, you network, articulate, emphasize that, talk about it, and make sure that the vision is laid very clearly because that's important when you recruit. Uh, because recruitment, especially as an entrepreneur, is not creation of a job. It's more a responsibility. Because when you're going with a brand name and you recruit, something doesn't work, you're not putting people's careers and life livelihoods at risk. Whereas as an entrepreneur, um, they follow your dream. You only have a vision. You have nothing to show. But you say, I have a dream like Martin Luther King, and the dream needs to resonate so much to everybody that they are willing to quit a well-paying job and say, I, that's my dream too. 
so when that your dream becomes their dream that's when the success is kind of like um, guaranteed and that comes because you're recruiting intelligent people and they're going to ask you questions they're going to say this is not going to work because abc tried it and it didn't and that may not be part of what you thought through so the more you chip at the stone the sculpture emerges and it's a concentrated effort of a few and you should never think it's my journey or my vision or it's just me because a bunch of people take it together and you're traveling on the road together and the road is bound to be challenging because it's not a guaranteed success but it's a combined effort of a few the team that you're building and there are going to be challenges and you are going to kind of innovate continuously uh, it is going to be like formula 1 racing where uh, you know you have to change the tires when uh, the wheels are moving so i think it's going to be something that you're responsible to investors you're responsible to stakeholders you're responsible to the people you recruit and you're also responsible for ensuring that the vision is so good um that you can more or less smell success so i think it's a combination of things and it's not an easy task and it's not for the faint hearted uh if you kind of are reasonably sure you're on the right path you're willing to kind of change yourself and uh change and chip at it to make sure that the sculpture emerges then that's a journey for you excellent ajaya you say it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman it's a matter of you know creating a compelling journey and yeah. getting everybody else also excited right it's not just about your excitement or your motivation yeah. getting everybody around you also excited in that common vision and it also has to serve the larger purpose you said uh, you talked about very powerfully saying that this is my meri vatan right it's my place and if i can make a difference i think nothing like it um, what kind of a support systems did you build uh, jaya through the way right you, um, all uh, all of this uh, if you think about it every uh, stakeholder employee customer it, it takes a bit of energy from you and it means that your personal side as well as professional side has to uh, lay that balance how do you uh, what kind of an advice do you have for women uh, who are in the similar uh, journey i think the first advice is to take your ego and toss it to the side that is the most important uh, personal uh, advice i give to a younger jaya because okay. i think that once you keep your ego aside and you ask humbly for help whether it's your investor or it is your uh, employee or your team member who knows a lot of things more than you and you ask for your family with folded hands and say you know what i need i really passionate about this and this is why i'm doing what i'm doing and the compelling story not only for the outside organization but to your family too and also talk about the impact from your kid to the adult to the caretaker to pretty much your parents everybody needs to know your story and is that compelling enough and let them ask questions and with humble folded hands and tossing your ego aside answer everybody and that is the most important lesson i would give a younger jaya the minute your ego is out you know you start seeing things very differently because they all have the reason they're not supporting you if they're not is because they don't buy your story the reason they're not doing it is not because of their ego alone but it's because you didn't ask humbly enough 
so i think it's a combination of those things and that's the biggest advice i would say and prioritize and focus because once you brought you know support is not easy people give a lot of themselves whether it's that employee who left a well paying job which guaranteed him a yearly bonus and a variable pay on a particular date to kind of coming on your entrepreneurial journey he believed in you he made a sacrifice not only did he his family did too to support him and your investors didn't know what you are i mean like they don't all they know that you have a good dream they know you have a good professional background but they need to believe in you because if they don't they don't trust you and ask so many questions when you're still not made a scalable business i think you will go nowhere and same thing with your parents right you go and tell your parents like you know what i'm going to do this and i have you know a comfortable job and i'm going to toss that aside and do that they could ask you questions and that's the question that will give you the right answers because they care for you and same thing you go and tell your kid mom is not going to be home for the next thing or she's going to be busy with lot of things the kid gives up a lot too so i think the kid needs to be invested in your dream too so i think it's all pervasive because support doesn't come uh, easy because it's it means a giving up everybody is giving up a little bit of themselves to for a common cause and the cause needs to be compelling you need to be that focused you need to prioritize right and you should not take their time for granted to to um, when i was younger i used to always say you know my time i should not value by the amount of hours but amount of you know quality rather than quantity i used to say this i think very true jay i think this resonates with lot of people right in terms of ego once you let your ego out right lot of things will just say okay what is in it for them what is in it for me and then let's let's speak from there and then uh, when you are speaking about uh, perseverance or you know i i kind of get your perseverance ability to stay disciplined on the course any stories that you want to share um i know this about you because i know you as a person so any uh, stories that you want to share with our listeners about uh, you know staying focused and getting things i'll probably pick quite a few examples when um, you know i'll probably pick a couple from a professional side and from a personal side as well to illustrate what i mean by perseverance because most people will say you know what i'm working hard enough isn't that perseverance uh what exactly do you mean by an extra focus because all of us like what we're doing and which is why we're doing what we're doing so i think it's a little bit more than that it meets that dogged focus on despite the hurdles that come your way that's the difference because even as an entrepreneur like i said it's not going to be a bed of roses it's going to not be the first guy you will go from calling perhaps somebody that you were with a branded company and you would give an appointment and somebody would meet you and you would kind of go from that setting to even going to a client where they would kind of your time would be money and they would kind of say when are you available to you knocking on doors and then saying you know what here is here is a product that will help you and they like come back tomorrow right i mean that's going to happen because it's more about what value you bring at that point of time so i think it's more about you know not giving up in those times and you know taking it from that uh, mindset to kind of say i know what i'm doing is right and when I, what i'm doing is right and it makes sense to a larger agenda 
some day they will call me and ask me for that same appointment and here i will go with a position of strength so that belief is really important and the focus to kind of keep chipping at what you're doing until the sculpture emerges that everybody looks at appreciation is what i mean by focus okay. so the product you do is not going to be the greatest product it's a beta product regardless of whoever says i did the best rome was never created in a day right so you are going to be putting a subclass product the first time because it's not a subclass it's what you know best at that time and you really think it makes sense and as you get feedback from multiple people and your own you continue to study until you're a guru in that field you continue to learn every day to make that impact you continue to learn every day so that you make more sense than everybody else in that field which is when you are considered an expert so expertise is not easy expertise is means commitment in terms of learning in terms of articulation in terms of writing so it's not a nine to five job so that is what i mean by perseverance i said something i created a product nobody is listening they don't have to listen to you unless you make more sense than everybody else and you are bang on in terms of your competence so i think that building that competence is what i mean by focus and that also builds on you right you also have to that belief in yourself right when you get in the face of failure stop see failure is a is a, is a probably a big term and let's say an appointment didn't go well which is about to happen right it's, yeah you are actually i it's a lot more than that even for instance you know the last time you brought coffee or the last time you kind of were the errand boy the last time you kind of like looked up to people and learned in most people's journey would have been when you were an intern out of college but the same you become an intern when you're an entrepreneur because i probably won't know the latest ai algorithms but the kid out of the block today coming from school will so mm-hmm. i'm going to go to him he's not going to come up to me and say here's what's happening jaya i need to sit next to that kid and learn and figure out what he's doing and say you know what i want this how would you make that happen can you teach me things i don't know and that's when learning happens much more easier so i think it's more about treating yourself as an intern every day and learning new things and i think that is when you learn the most and that's a very humbling experience as i go back to it and those are things i mean by perseverance and you are a runner too so i think we share that it's easier to in lot of ways sprints are easier but marathon running is harder and as core runners we know that too because you're not competing against anybody you're competing against yourself you are always doing that because it's a mind game after a certain period you just feel the rhythm of your feet and the sound everything else is blanked out so you are in that state of nirvana where you're running completely and all you do is you want to get to the finish line so i think that finish line is a metaphor because that is something we need to test ourselves continuously and getting out of your comfort zone learning new things letting go of the ego and that's when you're continuously living and that's just been the philosophy of how i look at it and i think that's what i mean by perseverance excellent jay yeah. i'm going to steal your uh, you know word term be a intern daily i think you were rightly put my biggest learning is i've always been 
then I said, you know what, I'm starting at the starting point. I've done this so many times in my career, right? You've got to do it because uh, whatever I, we started, right, at the beginning of the career, it's no longer the same. You don't use a DOS system, neither do you use a... So you've got to do that, right? And sometimes uh, uh, there's this all often say that, oh, 10 years back, we were able to do this. And I'm like, come on, that's not how things work, right? It's a time and... Uh... That's when the learning happens. I, in fact, I sit with a bunch of college kids and then that was when I learned a lot more of, about Web 3.0, Metaverse, what sells, what is financial services. So unless you go through the journey with the 20s, the people in their 18, 19, 20, you're not going to really appreciate the world the way they look at it because it needs to make sense not for you. It needs to make sense for them. And that's when you're looking at the next generation. Building products to last does not mean what makes sense for you. It, may, it means what makes sense for that kid out of college. I actually recently I mean, learned and made myself learn DeFi, the decentralized finance, right? And then only realized that, oh my God, I don't know so much in finance. So it, it just gets started, right? You, you have that humbling experience saying that, okay, you don't know much. That's a great starting point where, you know, it, uh, glass is no longer full. So you can start it. Thank you, Jay. I think that's a that's a great answer to the perseverance, discipline and focus uh, question. I, I know we have been uh, talking for about 30 minutes. I want, to, I want you to share some thoughts. What will software look like, let's say, five years time? Um, or maybe a 10-year horizon you have thought of. What would it impact as people who are there? Here, right? Because uh, initially, you know, trying to develop software to do basic things. And then we went to the next version of you. Everything in software, everything has a front phase. And now, and not only that, we are getting into predictiveness. You I'm going to give you a very controversial answer, which is all predictions are going to fail. <laughs> because... No one in the history has predicted that where technology is going to be today and the fact that AI will look at and quantum computing coming our way is going to completely toss that on its heel and throw it all away and we're going to be looking at something different. So the first thing I would say is don't predict, just adapt. Because I think predictions are going to fail and the only thing that's going to be true is your ability to adapt as quickly as possible. Because all of this is going to have a horizon which is coming very shortly. And we all, I mean, just think about it. We all said one and ones and zeros where the world of technology. There's nothing more. It was black or white. And quantum turned on the seals and said it's not one or zero. You don't know what it is. And that is the basis of the entire revolution. So now the world is, don't predict because predictions are going to fail. Um, so that is my number one prediction. <laughs> this is the first time. I think our podcast will be running for 160 odd episodes. This is the first time someone has told this day. Don't predict, adapt. <laughs> Great, Jaya. Um, uh, words of advice you want to give apart from, you know, not letting your ego take, take you for a ride, right? Um, any, any other uh, thoughts on from your own learnings and decisions that you made? Any thoughts you wanted to want to share? So when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And I think it's more in terms of there are going to be challenges, professional and personal. It's harder for a woman than it's for a man. 
because you kind of like do the juggling act, you do a lot of balancing, and that's not changed in at least our generation. So I think it's going to be harder, but just don't give up because it's harder. Uh, because you not only are setting up the benchmark for yourself, but you're also setting up the benchmark for the next generation. So I think when the going gets tough, which is what I tell most people, keep persevering at it. Because someday the road is just going to get easier. And, you know, I'm going to give the example, as you're a fellow runner, how hard was it to run your first 500 meters? It was very, very hard. We were out of breath. We were kind of like thinking, oh my God, when is this going to end? It was misery. And each one, and you know the adage that we say, right? Don't add more than X miles per day because it's going to be 20% more than what you did yesterday. And that's all you can max do. At best, just add it incrementally. So it is going to be tough, but then don't give up because those baby steps do matter a lot in that long journey that's life. And it's more about how you look back at the end of the journey and have that smile on your face. And the smile comes when it was not easy. The smile comes when there were roadblocks and how you overcame, you know, you went through that, you overcame that, and you had a lesson to learn and how that lesson helped you. So I would want to end it by saying, I've always said perseverance is important. But I think that focus, perseverance, and not giving up when the going gets tough is the really most important lesson of my life. And I did learn it from people that were role models to me. Uh, most important you know, influencer in my life was my mom. When the going gets tough, it's more about how you leave an impact, right? And the impact should be felt long after you're gone. And that's when you made a mark in the world. Fantastic, Jaya. What a great Women's Day message. Thank you so much for your time. And I love your journey. And I love this <laughs> talking to you even more. I hope you will come again sometime uh, to talk about uh, more detail about what uh, these teachers sharing and uh, doing uh, in the future. All, all the very best and happy Women's Day. Thank you. Always a pleasure talking to you. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.